first Tuesday of the month, and that generally means we bring in the town manager of Wyndham, Jim Rivers, joins us to talk about accomplishments, issues, and celebrations involving the town of Wyndham, and is brought to you at this time by Prime Materials Recovery, facilities on Ash Street, Milk Street, Willimantic, PMR assists manufacturers and utilities to maximize their resources through scrap recovery. As we say, good morning to the Wyndham Town Manager, Jim Rivers. How you doing, Jim? Good morning, Wayne. Thanks for having me again. It's always fun talking to you and seeing what's going on in town. And uh, we've got some newsy kind of items that are going on in town. But also, we had a tremendous event that went on here the day after Thanksgiving. Tell me about that. Well, it's it's the now the annual. It started out as a fire truck parade, but it has expanded into uh, the you know I call Wyndham's Light Parade. Um, but there was, I guess, uh, more people there than we've ever had. And last year was a pretty good showing. More displays, more people. The tree lighting was fantastic at the end of the parade, and then we had a visit from. Uh, uh, Santa Claus and Mrs. Claus at the community center. So it was uh, a lot of different things going on. A lot of people showed up, and uh, it was a great event. And I, I couldn't be happier that it took place. And I think that every year we're gonna we'll probably see it continue to expand. But it uh, it really took off the last few years. Um, had been going on for a number of years, but it's it's really expanded the number of people that participate. In in fact. Uh, the, the bad news is when you get so successful, sometimes you have uh, second secondary uh, problems, and we had quite a bit of traffic, and things were jammed up, and uh, people couldn't get in and out of the city. We'll have to figure that out, and I apologize if that occurred to you, if you had some inconvenience there, but uh, we just didn't expect that many people uh, for this event. Well, it's better than the alternative of having a big event and nobody's showing up for it. And and just lights looking great all around town. you got a big display right there on the front lawn of the town hall. One thing that I really like, too, is that, yeah, you had the big tree lighting like you do every year the day after Thanksgiving. There's three really nice trees. You drive by Jilson Square at night, and it looks great. you got one next to the Jilson House, and now there's the one on the Shabu stage. Uh, my sources tell me that was put up by Public Works. That's right. You know, uh, good, another good point, and, and again, things just, you know, couldn't be going better, especially around the holidays in Wyndham right now, but we, we have some recent uh, uh, really big changes, and the lights the last few years are, are a new thing. A committee was formed. Uh, that, that was not driven by the town, by the way. It was really started by, by Roy Dingler, uh, Ken Follin, Bill Sayers, a number of other volunteers. Uh, donations in, in, in the tens of thousands of dollars came in to uh, buy these lights. The town did not buy all those lights. And uh, from there, I mean, they just, the last few years, they've really built it up. And you can see the, you know, very huge displays on uh, the Jilson property and then throughout the town. Uh, the Frog Bridge now is lit up, uh, the spools. Uh, but, uh, yeah, town, town Public Works, we help out, too, because we've got the bucket truck, and they, um, they uh, lit up the stage, the whole, the stage has one big Christmas tree and some wreaths. So, yeah, things couldn't be going better there. This is what I really love about the lights is the partnership between the community and the town. Um, it, it's a win-win. There weren't any tax dollars on the on the lights per se, uh, other than our you know helping out putting them up and taking them down every year. But it, to have the, the public, uh, the volunteers really drive this, 
that's what makes a strong community, and I'm so glad uh, that, that everybody's pitching in. And staying on the holiday theme, there's a toy drive ongoing at Town Hall, and some of the retailers locally are involved, too. How does that work, and how do people contribute? So, uh, actually, it's getting a little later on the toy drive, drive themselves. We usually have collection points around town leading up to about this period of time. So we have to distribute the toys. But we can still give toys, and we still need toys because of the uh, the, the uh, number of people coming forward. The need is always great in Wyndham. We're over 900 children so far. Uh, but if you want to donate toys or money, because we can go buy the toys if you don't have the time to get the toys or don't know what to get get for toys. But it's all age groups. We can use any toys at all. You can bring them to town hall. That's also the distribution point. Um, which, again, we're well into that because, you know, obviously you want to get, get those distributed earlier rather than later. But also collection points at the various dollar stores around town, Verizon, uh, the Elks French Club. There's a number of places you'll see collection boxes, and you can drop your toys off there as well. I want to thank, again, this is a Wyndham Willamantic Cares, another uh, group of people that uh, led by Dawn Niles, Council Member Dawn Niles, Council Member Ernie Eldridge, Anita Sebastian and a number of other volunteers that make this group go, and they, you know, they're collecting things all year long and getting donations to to create this, uh, you know, this giving for the, the children they really needed in our community. I think last year we gave out toys to uh, fourteen hundred or so uh, children. So it, it's a really a big undertaking, and some town staff help out because we, we you know, we're sort of headquartered at town hall. Uh, but again, it's another of those partnerships between the community and the uh, and the professional staff, and to make this thing go. And it just—it's a win-win once again. Just like the lights, like the parade. Wyndham Town Manager Jim Rivers with us today. And Jim, you got a little update on what's going on at the Willimantic Police Fire Complex and the Dispatch Center. Yes, uh, the news there is that we are finally getting uh, the renovation going there. We had a big grant awarded to the uh, Willamette Dispatch Association, or I'm sorry, the Fire Chief Association, which uh, uh, runs the dispatch. It's not exactly a town entity, uh, but they're, again, volunteers running this board for many, many years. And they got a, a big grant, and they are located right inside the police and fire station there, safety complex, and they are moving around. So uh, we had to take up the lobby so they could make the renovations there. So if you have any business at the police station, uh, try to do that by phone if you can. Uh, but you can come in the, the the outer lobby that we use during COVID. Uh, it's a pretty big area that is, is doors and front doors and back, but you can go there. That is now the lobby. So the old lobby has been uh, is under construction, uh, and they are moving around. I want to say this, that we are going out. Any interruption in service, emergency services are still being dispatched. Like nothing's nothing's happening. Uh, great effort by everybody that's put this project together, and I, you know, hopefully in a couple of months it'll all be done. The project also involves a lot of new equi- uh, communication equipment uh, for emergency services, or, or as well around Wyndham. So uh, a great project, but there will be a little bit of a disruption here uh, with you know the lobby, but the service should continue just as it has uninterrupted. And how long do you anticipate that happening, and when will things be all finished up? Uh, I w- you know, two to three months, I think, we'll, we'll, it'll be wrapped up. And you never know. Things happen. Uh, problems ensue. But uh, right now, that is the plan that we should be, you know, this, is, this isn't going to go on forever. But it, it'll be a couple of months.
Sounds good to me. What about economic development in town? Any any new businesses coming? Or how about the construction projects that are going downtown? Well, we have a delay of some sort that we can't quite figure out with the, uh, uh, well, we, we think we figured it out with the Foster building. Uh, Martin Kelly is a developer there. Um, he made quite a bit of progress the last year or so, but um, he seems to be trying to get a, a new financing package. Uh, the financing package he had had uh, expired, and he was trying to refinance. We could see some evidence of that as as uh, uh, different. Uh, the bank, I guess, was calling looking for you know zoning compliance, things like that that you'd ask for if you were going to refinance your business. Um, but uh, we haven't seen any activity yet. Uh, we're hoping that he gets that financing soon and gets back back to work. But uh, you know, there's no indication that he's uh, he's pulling up stakes and giving up on the project. He could also be shut down for winter. Uh, we're trying to get in, in a hold of him right now to find out what's going on. Um, other than that, there's a lot of other good things going on, of course, of course across the street. I think uh, the rentals uh, will be occupied at the uh, Murray Building probably July, by January 1st. So everything's a, a green light over there. They're still waiting for the windows on the lower commercial spaces. They're supposed to be in, last report, in April um, but that'll look really fa- fantastic once that siding is down in the glasses and in those slower commercial uh, spaces. But uh, across town, you know, North Windham, a lot of activity over there. Everything seems to be a green light there. Starbucks in, uh, in back of T-Mobile, we keep hearing some progress being made there. The car wash construction began on that next to Aldi's. Uh, the new gas station uh, in, in Country Store next to the Masonic Lodge to the right. Um, that seems to be moving forward, probably waiting for a spring groundbreaking there. Uh, there's a lot of projects across town. Uh, BJ's Gas is still moving forward. Uh, we're seeing a lot of people and businesses in town that are now expanding or renovating their business, Capital Garage, Lads. Uh, you just, you know, it seems like there's so much momentum that everybody, you know, sees the opportunity in town and, they, and they're willing to invest, even in businesses that have been, been around for a long time in town. Uh, it's exciting. It's a good time to be in Wyndham. Jim, let's talk about taxes, revaluation, and the mill rate. And it's good news for the residents of Wyndham, isn't it? It is good news in a way. Uh, it, you can get over the shock of getting that notice in the mail that you should be receiving any day now. Uh, we sent those notices out yesterday to everyone. And we, we perform, we give a little background, we give a, a, a revaluation of all the property in town, sort of a recalibration, uh, because as time goes on, different types of property uh, shift in value in a relatively different manner. So sometimes the commercial goes up and the residential doesn't go up as much and sometimes vice versa. So every five years, the state of Connecticut mandates that we go out and we reappraise all the properties in town to, to recalibrate everybody, get them back to where they belong. Uh, now, the bad news is there's always some sort of shift. Sometimes it's a big shift between the different categories. Sometimes it's a big shift overall. Sometimes no shift at all. Last reval five years ago, we had a very little shift overall. We had commercial properties go up quite a bit. Uh, we had residential properties go down a little bit. And overall, the average was about on par, about what it was the prior five years. So there wasn't much change in the mill rate last time. Most people saw their taxes stay about the same. If you had some commercial property taxes, probably went up. This time, 
uh, it's sort of the opposite. We have, of course, as everybody knows, if you haven't been living in a cave, uh, Wyndham has been doing really well on property values. We really see a lot more value in, our, in all of our real estate in the town of Wyndham. And the re- residential property is leading the way. Um, we have, and again, this is a shocking number. It's probably the highest number in the state of Connecticut, uh, this, this revaluation, and maybe forever, who knows. But we're at 61% increase over the last five years in the single-family residential property. Now, that does not mean that your taxes are going up 61% because we need to adjust the mill rate back down. If the expenses don't change and the other revenues don't change and, you know, all the, other pro- all the properties that are going up at the same rate, the taxes wouldn't go up at all. But, like I said, what happens is the different categories, depending on the type of property you have, may have gone up more than some other types of properties. And there, then you get that differential where somebody may win and somebody may lose, okay? You win if your property value goes up less than the other property values, and you lose if your property value has gone up more than, than the other. So the 61% are single-family residential homes, which includes those with in-law apartments. But there's other categories. The two- and three-family category went up by 82%. So... You can see right away that if you have a two or three family, and then this is the real world, this is what the real values are. So you, you know, you hit the lotto if you have a two or three family and and win them because your values went way up. But you may end up with a, an increase in your taxes relative to the other properties that may not have gone up as much. So commercial was down lower than that single family, condos was high were higher, mobile homes were higher. On average, we're going to be kind of about where the single family homes are. But you got these different categories that, that offset each other. But there are going to be winners. There are going to be losers. What I always tell people is, look, if you got a tax increase now because of revaluation, for no other reason but revaluation, then the last five years you were saving some money because you probably should have been getting taxed higher because your property was maybe worth more relative to your neighbors or to other types of property. So don't think of it as, oh, my God, there's there, – they're giving me a hard time here. They're, they're killing me with this tax increase. Think of it as, gee, I got a break, and now it's just coming back to uh, being recalibrated. So those notices are going out. Don't panic. The mill rate will drop substantially. And, again, I don't see any big increase in expenditures going into this budget year, which we're about to start next, next month. And the other revenues seem to be strong. Uh, so I don't see a big tax uh increase on on average across the board some are going to win and some are going to lose that was quite an economics 101 discussion there that was quite good you talked about the importance of the uh, residential property taxes what about these businesses we just talked about in the last segment including the ones near us the foster building and the, the murray building across the street will those contribute to the commercial tax base downtown once they get rolling I don't know what the revaluation is on those, I'll say, dilapidated properties. Uh, once they are repaired, uh, yes, they will. But uh, on larger projects like that, they usually have a tax reduction schedule, or, or, or I should say it builds up over time, not reduction, but it, it increases an incremental uh, tax schedule. But it would be relative to the new value. So if the values have gone up, say we'll pick on the Murray building for a second, if the values have gone up on that type of property, 
then even with the schedule where they're ramping up over time, it would be a higher number. So, yeah, they, they're, they're treated just like everybody else. If their values are higher, that's, that's you know, good query for everybody else. Um, but like I said, the commercial was lower than the residential this time. It's still an increase. It was still a good size increase, but it's lower relative to the single families. And like I said, mobile homes and, uh, and uh, two and three families were higher than the single-family residentials. And again, this relationship shifts every time we do this. Last time it was sort of the opposite. We saw, uh, again, single families being lower than the commercial. And then the taxpayers benefited from that. If you, if you look at what the average single-family homeowner's taxes have been over the last six years, they've been flat. Uh, between that revaluation five years ago, and the fact that we have been getting a lot more other revenues in, you know, whether it's regional services that we collect money from, uh, the interest rate has gone up and the money we have in the reserves get us, you know, more offset to taxation, uh, all the commercial activity, we're seeing a lot of growth in the grand list. So more property is coming onto the grand list. Uh, so those things have helped offset the taxes to keep them down. I think the average single-family home in Wyndham across the board is about $4,300 a year. And that, you know, you're getting uh, trash pickup, leaf pickup. If you live in the city, you're getting fire and police. Uh, uh, and, you know, you get the services here, a great uh, public works department that keeps the roads clear really quickly in our town. Those things cost money. But even then, we're probably on a, a single-family home costing $4,300 on average. That's probably one of the lowest tax bills in the state of Connecticut for family home. You have to go to some of the towns that are smaller and don't provide any services uh, to f- maybe find a number smaller than that. Uh, but again, uh, we're, we're doing pretty good there. I know it's uncomfortable. Some people, $4,300, a lot of money. Uh, but relatively speaking, it's not as much as you could be paying in many other, most other uh, communities in, in the state of Connecticut. Um, you know, that if, if you do get the notice and you're, and you're not sure you know, you're getting, you're getting a little freaked out about it. There are numbers on the notice that tell you where to call in, and you can ask questions, and you can, it tells you how to appeal. If you would like to appeal the, uh, the assessment, you have an opportunity to do that over the next couple of months. There's a, there's a, there are dates and things, but call and ask. You don't need to call the town hall, but we do have people there that can try to answer your questions. But there is a number on the, uh, the notice if you need help or you have questions about uh, what that means to you. But again, the, the average, think of it this way, single family average is 61%. So if yours is up 61%, you're right on par with everybody else. We're going to drop the mill rate, and it's probably going to be not much of a change in taxes, depending on, you know, what type of property you have in town. You say call and ask questions, but what are the chances you can call the people, town hall or elsewhere, and have it actually change, as in lower your rate. I'm guessing that's not likely. Uh, when you call, you're not going to. They're not going to magically lower your rate. No, you you have. There's a process. You have to appeal, and you have to have a good reason to appeal. If you don't think the property, you know, I owned a lot of property over the years, and uh, you know, I got a lot of these notices over the years, and uh, I only appealed my taxes once in 33 years with you know, men have owning many many properties. I always looked at, think of it this way, look at the property value on the notice and think to yourself, do your own little market analysis. If you're, you think your property is worth less 
right now in the market than that notice that you got, then you probably have an argument to get your tax assessment lowered. If it's a fair value, then that's what we're trying to accomplish here. We're trying to get everybody, again, calibrated up to the current market value. And, you know, so if I've got a home and I just got a notice and it says it's worth $250,000 and it used to be $150,000, but I could sell it for two fifty or two seventy or two ninety. That's the right number, right? If it's, if it's lower than the market value or at the, at the market value or lower, you're not going to really be able to make a case that you got a, a, they made a mistake, right? They're looking for mistakes. They're not, they're not looking for people to come in and say, gee, I can't afford this. That's not really what appealing your, your valuation is. It's really about did they make a mistake when they uh, appraised your property and you can kind of go out and look, see what other houses are selling for like yours. If your notice isn't higher than that, and that's probably the right number. But there is an opportunity. There is a process to go down and appeal that. And, again, it's the information is on the notice on how to start getting that information. Good point. And just along the same topic, got an email from a listener on Pleasant Street who said, my house went up 50%. From 100000 to 150000 in the revaluation. Stunning, but I'm glad to hear it's, quote, average, unquote. Thoughts? Yeah, I mean, it, it sounds like uh, if that's a single-family home and, you know, the average is 61% and you go up 50%, you're probably going to be in pretty good shape. Uh, we, again, we, we're going to see a drastic reduction in the mill rate. I, mean, I think people also need to understand something in Wyndham. Uh, yeah, taxes are horrible. Go, taxes going up are horrible. I get that. $4,300 horrible. Uh, but everybody in Wyndham, I think, knows this. I, don't need, I shouldn't even have to say this. Embarrassed to say it. Has just hit the lotto. If you own property in Wyndham the last five years, you've seen a bigger appreciation in your property than anywhere else in the state of Connecticut. And that is a good thing. It's good for the individuals, of course. You can tap that equity you can, when you sell your house and move south, whatever you think you're going to do when you retire, when you're going to give it to your children, whatever it is, you just did really well, which is the, the opposite. If you go back to Wyndham 10 years ago, uh, wasn't a good place to own property. So we have switched that around. The whole community has come together. Uh, it's a better place to, for business to come. It's a better place uh, to invest if you're already here. And you can feel comfortable. You're, you know, you're a shareholder in this town when you own property. And your share value just went way up. You have to think of it that way. And, again, taxes kind of staying flat on average. That's also really good. Jim, you talked about some of the external sources of money that came into the town. And I'm thinking about ARPA as well. And has that money been a factor in keeping the mill rate and the taxes down? And has that money run out so you don't have that benefit anymore? Uh, well, indirectly, it helps your taxes because we're, we're purchasing some things that are cost avoidance in the future capital. Like, like we bought two ambulances. That's going to help us not have to pay for those ambulances in the future. But we can't take ARPA money and put it into the operational budget. So the answer is no. It has not helped keep the taxes down. It has nothing to do with the short-term uh, tax rate. It can help us long-term. We're investing in the parks. We're investing in emergency equipment. That's equipment we won't have to invest in, you know, in, into the into the future. So it does it does help keep taxes down into the future. Like any grant, we get a lot of grants. They don't always help us in the budget that we're in, but they help avoid costs in the future and also invest in our community 
that also can pay dividends in the future. I want to say one more thing. I know we have to go pretty soon, Wayne. I forgot to mention Josh Niles, who I think is the founder of the Light Parade. And I just wanted to say that before I left. I think he founded it, and it was really a fire truck parade that has turned into so much. Life. I, I meant to, to mention him, uh, that he did, he did start that parade and has been helping run it for these number of years anyway. I, Good way to wrap things up with the town manager, Jim Rivers. Jim, thanks for the update. Thanks, Wayne. We'll see you. Town Talk brought to you by Prime Materials Recovery with facilities on Milk Street, Nash Street, Willimantic. Learn more at pmrinc.com. 14 WILI Willimantic and 95.3 FM.